This is HPR episode 2524 entitled General Problem Solver. It is hosted by first time host Tuturto and is about 18 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Brief look into General Problem Solver system and how to use it to solve simple problems. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. General Problem Solver. Uh, recently a book by Forbus and Declare called Building Problem Solvers was released uh, publicly available. It are another related book, Paradigms of Artificial Intelligence Programming by Norvik, is also currently available for free. Both are really, really interesting books. They are pretty old books already, but the information within is still pretty valid. Uh, both of the books describe the general problem solvers. The Forbus and Declare call it the classical problem solver, whereas Norvik calls it a general problem solver. When it was invented, it was really groundbreaking thing. It was really showing like, hey, computers can solve pretty much any problem whatsoever. As usual, that was a bit of an overstatement. While the algorithm can solve various kinds of problems, there are some problems that just aren't solvable at all, and some problems that are really, really hard and expensive to solve. But this was still one of those things that could solve many different kinds of problems. For example, if you are giving a maze with a start and end, this one can find a way through the maze. Or if you have that uh, common problem that you have two jugs, four and five liter jugs, and you want to measure exactly three liters in what order you have to pour things. This algorithm can solve such a things. So let's take a finding a path through a maze as an example. The program or algorithm or system or the solver, whatever you want to call it, has a couple parts that I'm going to describe next. If you want to learn more about these things or in more detail and see some code, I recommend checking those two books. First step we need to do is to define how to how to represent state, how to how to represent the current state of the problem, let's say. So in case of our finding a path through the maze, we could say that we, we could have a two-dimensional grid and have a each grid location will tell to what what direction you can move from that spot. And then we would have a separately stored start and end location, and that's for the state. Then we need to de define or tell the program how does it know that it has reached the goal. This is expressed as a function that when given a state, in our case that maze and your current location and the goal, it will tell you that have you reached the location. Will tell true or false. 
And then we need to tell the program what means it has moving towards the goal. Our means of moving towards the goal are, of course, taking a step to the north, south, east or west, depending on the current location. You cannot walk through the walls. These are functions that when given a state, they will return two things. They will return a new state. In our case, it's the same maze, but your location has changed. And then they will return a description what was done. This is just a plain text explanation what was done to in at this point. This description is interesting because later on it gives us the means of showing what route we took through the maze. We get a list of like move north, move north, move east, move north, move west. So we we see each and every step taken along the way how to get to the goal. And then we need couple couple utilities like how to tell that two two states are identical. This is used to prevent the program to going around in the loops forever. And that's about it. In a nutshell, the general program problem solver takes a part and produces more parts. And those parts are stored in the internal data structure and that data structure has the effect on how the search through the maze will be conducted. And these parts are really parts. It's a list. Oh, you can use pretty much any ordered data structure. I, I chose to use list here. In the list, we have a states. Each, each and every state that we transit, transit unit through when going from the start of the maze to the end of the maze and a description in which direction we moved. And that's about it. That's that's really the thing in the nutshell. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, those parts are stored in the internal data structure that has effect on how the search will be conducted. Like let's take the maze example again. When we are at the given position, our starting position, the algorithm checks around, can I move to these four directions? And that is done by calling the our means of moving towards the goal, operators. And if the if that move is possible, the operator function will return new state and description what was done. And if that if that move isn't possible, the operator will return nothing or null or void or something else that we can tell apart. Depending on the programming language used, it will return something that we can clearly tell apart that this was a failure, we cannot go to this direction. So in our starting position, we call those four functions, get maybe two or three or even four possible moves back. And those, we first we check that we haven't visited those yet in the current part. We store them into the, into the, for example, in this example, we put them in the stack, one after other. And of course, this is the good, good point to check that if any of those was a actually goal, because then we know that this is the winning part. We don't need to proceed further and can return the whole thing. But if none of them was a winning part, we have a stack with, let's say, three parts so far. Then we just pick the first one from the top, repeat the same thing, call, call, call those four functions, 
get some amount of parts back, check them from the, for the goal and put them on the stack. And then we repeat that until we either reach the goal when we have, and then we have a list of steps to take how to reach the goal or until the, our stack is empty. That means that we have tried to find all possible routes through the ways and none of those routes was a valid one. And then the search fails, there, are, there is no solution to our problem. If we replace the stack, put a, let's see, queue for example, then we again, same, same routine, but instead of taking the from the top of the stack, we keep taking from the at the bottom of the thingy. So while the, while the stack is first in, last out, first item to put in is the last item taken out. The queue is first item to be put in is the first one taken out. Then we get a bread first search. We are going to put in our exam, in a previous example, we get a three possible starting parts. Then we are going to evaluate all those three and maybe we get, if you, all of those have two possible steps, then we have six possible parts and then we evaluate all of those and so on. Basically, the depth first search will try to find the part through the maze by running one part as long as it can until it hits the dead end. Then it backtracks to the first intersection and tries a different route. While, while as the bread first search is going to look all the parts, it's going to take one step on each part, then it's going to take a another step on each part. So while the depth first search can be considered as a single mouse running through the maze trying to find the route as quickly as possible, the bread first search can be considered as a huge amount of mice all running through the maze in unison, everyone taking a step at the same time. The choice between these two algorithms depends on what you exactly want to do and what kind of problem you have and what you think that might perform well in particular problem. In a maze, for example, the depth first search might find a solution faster, but in a problem where the problem space is infinite, like there's an infinite amount of space to cover and somewhere there probably is some, some amount of solutions, the bread first search, search might be a better because that is guaranteed not to miss a goal. For example, if we, we were to find a path through from my room into the kitchen in an infinite universe. The depth first search might decide to take a step through my window and keep running until to the edge of the universe. That would take a long time. While a breath first search would step out of the window and step out of my door and keep researching both parts and find the way to the kitchen much, much faster. The depth first search in this case would not be able to find a solution, or rather it might find the solution depending on the decisions it makes. Then there's a fancier ways of doing this search. If you are if you are able to estimate how long is the distance between any given state and the goal, you can use best first search. That works by instead of putting the things in the stack or queue, it keeps an ordered list where on the top are items or parts that are closest to the goal. It will always try to proceed following path that reaches the closest distance to the goal. Sometimes it is possible to estimate this distance, sometimes it's impossible. It's entirely dependent on the 
on the problem. And if you couple this by keeping track how long have you traveled so far, so ordering your parts by the distance traveled so far and estimate the distance to the goal and pick the best one, you are getting an A star search. And A star is really good one. It, it, it will be able to find a good solutions. It requires a bit of bit more processing than others, bit more calculations, and again it cannot be used if you don't know the how to estimate the distance from your current position to the goal. And really, sometimes it's just fun to try different algorithms and see what different it makes to the both the solution time and amount of steps you need to take and what kind of solution you get. If there are multiple solutions, these four different ways of conducting the search might give you a different solutions. And while I'm talking about the distance traveled so far and distance from the current state to the goal, it's not it's not um, it's not limited only to the map problems. For example, you might decide that instead of the distance you are talking about the cost. For example, you are you have to pick your kid from the school and you have different operations you can do. You can go there by walking or you can go there by car or you can go there by bus. The walking one would be the cheapest, but it would take more, most time. Your own car would be the fastest, but maybe it has a broken battery, so you have to replace that first, costing more money. Or you could take the middle road, take the bus, when you, while you, which means that you have to wait at the bus stop, but the cost is cheaper than traveling by your own car, and the speed is faster than by walking. You could treat the distance between the nodes or states as a, some sort of combination of time that this step requires coupled with the cost that this step requires. By the way, this, ex this example is from the Paradigms of Artificial Intellig Intelligence program by Norvik. Another example is a eight queens problem. You know, this is a this is a fun problem because it's a fairly simple. It's easy to explain. It's not too huge in a normal in a way it's usually posed, but you can make it harder to solve or rather more more time consuming to solve by increasing the amount of queens. Okay, in this puzzle you are given a chessboard which is 8 by 8 grid and 8 queens. And your task is to place 8 queens on the board so that nobody, no, not single one of them can take another one. So they cannot be on the same column, they cannot be on the same row, they cannot be on the same diagonal. One way of solving this is to re represent queen, queen positions as a list of 8 items. Because we know that they cannot be on the same column, we can simplify the problem and just decide that the queen 1 goes on the column 1, queen 2 goes on the column 2, queen 3 goes on the column 3, and so on. So we have a list of 8 numbers ranging from 0 to 8. And then we know that not a number can be the same. All those 8 numbers must be unique, because if they were the same, that would mean that they are in the same row. And then we have to solve the diagonal still. This we can check by making sure that the difference on the numbers is not the same as the difference of the 
index. So if you are comparing positions of queen 1 and 2, the difference in, in the index is 1. And we know that the, if the queen 1 is at the location 1, then the queen 2 cannot be on the location 2 or 0 if, if you go with the zero-based indexing. So now we have, a, we have our problem encoding. We have some clue what are valid positions for the queens. Our operators will be placing, just adding queen to a, one of the positions from range 1 to 8. And function to realize that if we, had the, if we have reached the goal is to check that all the queen positions are valid and we have placed eight of them. And that's it. That's all we need to do. And of course we need to, sorry, and of course we need the way to detect if we have two identical states. That's just comparing two lists if they have the same content. And when we, when we have defined this, we can just give this to the, our general problem solver and it can start finding the solutions for us. This is really interesting because now we have a way of solving a problem without writing the algorithm over and over and over again. We have this tiny little machine that we can reconfigure by giving it different parts. Like this is how you represent the state. Here are the means of moving from one state to another. Here's the starting state. Here's the function that tell how we are, if we have reached the desired state. Here's a way of telling if those states are same or different. And if we are doing a, a best first search or the A star search, here's a couple functions that will tell you how far you are from the goal and how far you have traveled so far. And in the eight queens problem, you cannot use the best first search or A star search because you have no way of telling how close you are solving the problem. I mean, yeah, you have a way of tell, telling that I have six queens on the table, but that doesn't really tell you how close you are solving the how close you are solving the problem. And eight queens puzzle is an example of a problem where we are not that much concerned on the how to get to the end. We don't really care about the part like first you place queen here and then here and then here and then here. All we care is the end result. This is how the queens are placed. This is the solution. I think that's that's about it for now. I have a blog where I, I have been writing about this thing. I'm going to throw it in the show notes. And of course, I'm going to put the, those couple couple books I mentioned earlier. They're really, they're really interesting. I really recommend you to have a look at them. The book by Novik starts a bit slow. It, it has a section in the beginning about how to program things in Lisp. And if you are not interested in that, just skip that part and go to the real meat. The book starts slowly, but it, when it picks up the speed, it's, it, it gets really interesting. Okay, that's for it now. Cheers! You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. 
If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.